0: Blog Talk Radio. All right, guys. So we're back for another edition of the Eagles Nest with Spencer Boyd and my buddy Josh, PR guy. It is episode five. Wow! Can you believe that? That's five weeks we've been doing the show already. Unbelievable. Time flies when you're having fun, for sure. Hey, Cubby, we just gated that uh, there's a truck driving job opening. and just popped up on our phone.
1: Appreciate it, guys, I already got
0: one. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, you know, the first five minutes or so of this show is just talking about racing and us. And uh, our group here, Cubby, one of our close buddies, Josh, the PR guy at Cubby, is actually working for SS Greenlight driving their hauler so that's uh where i drove last year it's a small world and obviously we we talk about how much we we love bobby daughter and how much bobby's done for you and for for me all last year and now uh he's got cubby a job so cubby's gonna be driving the uh hauler for greg alding is that correct yep that's right pretty cool they had a they had a pretty good weekend at least a good qualifying effort and bob and i are so tight still um he was one of the first guys to text me after qualifying and then we chatted before the race and uh it was crazy you know I have raced for Bob for uh for a year and a half there and it was it was weird walking into my hauler seeing a different number and a different name and I'm like man that was my bench i took naps on Well, even <laughs> even longer than that right cuz you ran part time um yeah what in 2017 mm-hmm. for bob so yeah i ran uh, ray black's car there for a little while yeah. so Uh, It's crazy, Um, I guess, you know, now that I've been in NASCAR a few years, and, uh, you know, a lot of fans are listening when it comes to, uh, they've followed the sport for a long time, so you see a lot of, you know, rise and fall of different drivers and teams and things like that, and hopefully I'm here for as long as Bobby Daughter has been, Uh, he's a legend, but we'll get into, well, it was our first 500, so Josh, it was your first 500? Oh my goodness. It was my first 500. You had my dad's first 500 too yeah. we had a, a heck of a week i mean pretty just just from everything and just from being back at the track to going in and, and seeing all our buddies again and you know we talk about how much you know the nascar community is like a family and it really is you know you go in and you get to meet you know the different drivers and the crew members and pr people and yeah. you know we're all just a big family so it's it was great to see everybody, and great to get back on track, and uh, I think you had some fun too. Yeah, I had a blast. We'll talk about that here in a little bit, but um, one thing that we did, we put a big push behind getting 10,000 mm-hmm. Facebook likes, and we got so close. We we were right there when, uh, like, 90, yeah. 850. Oh, we're, we're under 150 to go right now. So ah. It was funny, because you brought it Should up, and, the race. you're like, hey man, let's make this push, and I'm going... Oh, man, I I want to, but I I don't know if we can do it. I mean, it, it's taken We threw it by almost fifteen hundred. likes oh, yeah, I in mean, a matter of what five days? Yeah, six days? Mean, incredible. Incredible. And so, and thank you, fans. What's the incentive to to uh, to like Spencer Board Racing? On yeah. Facebook? So once we get to ten thousand likes, we're gonna give give away this huge prize pack giveaway. A number twenty Youngs Motorsports one A Auto hat we're going to give away a number 76 grunt style Chevy Camaro diecast, as well as a, uh, a crew shirt from last year. We're going to give away some, uh, Jim Bob Grizzly beer care, uh, koozies. <laughs> we're going to give away some kick-ass beef jerky record rack just came on board to, uh, give away some, uh, some free deer feed coupons that you can get at Tractor Supply. And then of course, a Bobby daughter throwback hero card and a couple other, uh, hero cards all signed. So, uh, Pretty pretty big giveaway. That's probably our biggest giveaway outside of like you know hot passes and things like that. So you still got time. Uh, yeah. Every one of our ten thousand likes, once we get there, will be in the running. So uh, to participate, you yeah. need to share and, and invite some friends. But what about the big news this weekend, Daytona five hundred? It was a great race, but who'd you pick? So my pick was Brad Keselowski um rad ran pretty well during the race um he got caught up in a couple of those late race incidents there um still managed a solid finish i think he was still in the top 15 or something um it at least i beat Covey. i didn't quite beat you Uh, but uh to be fair when your guy gets wrecked on lap 17 or 30 or whatever it was you don't really have much of a chance Thank you, Kirk. We've, we've been there. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, so I picked Locano, and I was yeah. feeling pretty good. Uh, we, all, my dad, and Josh and I stayed at for about halfway mm-hmm. or so of the 500. We, we had to work. Out. We mm-hmm. had to work today, so yeah, we were hanging out in the Chevy suite. How so cool is cool. that, man? Awesome, awesome. Man, it was weird because deep down. I had picked Logano <laughs> on the podcast as the winner and I'm like, Oh, you know, go Jimmy Johnson. So, you, so uh you had to be cool, right? Well, you Team Chevy. I right? root for Chevrolet for sure. Mm-hmm. But when it came to my pick, I'm like, Hey, you know, I think Logano's got a really good car. Yeah. And uh he no, did well. Joe did uh, great. Joey's great. yeah, Joey's a great researcher player. So just a quick reminder on how this is gonna work. Um you won. Yep. Round one, so you got five points. I got second, so I have three points. Cubby, better luck next week. You got one point, so now we're gonna do reverse order. We'll get to our pits uh, toward the end of the show here for Atlanta. So be thinking on who you guys want for Atlanta. And uh, let me just roll over these uh, topics real quick. We got we're gonna be talking about the Daytona 500. Um, obviously, we were we were there, so really cool. My first 500, your first 500, your dad's. So it was just so cool to just soak it in, see what it's all about. And then uh, what's next, Spencer, second topic? Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, my debut at Young's Motorsports and finishing P4. And then, of course, uh, someone close to us, my dad, Josh, and I, uh, we're going to talk about uh, Sam Bass and his legacy and all he's done for the sport. Yep, absolutely. So. We'll take our uh, first commercial break here. Kick ass beef jerky and Spencer Boyd Racing have re-upped for the 2019 season to bring you, the fans, more of that delicious kick-ass flavor. Be sure to follow them on Facebook at Kick Ass Beef Jerky, Twitter at Kick Ass Beef Jerk, and on Instagram, Instagram at Kick Ass Beef Jerky to help I'm sorry, to help live that kick-ass life. To order visit KickassBeefJerky.com and use promo code boyd 20 for 20% off your order. Kickass Beef Jerky It's just that good. Two down the back straightaway. Denny Hamlin starts to take the advantage. As they work down the back straightaway, Hamlin throws the block on Logano as they work toward three. Kyle Busch for the run to the outside, but it's Hamlin running away. Logano on the inside. Busch up top. Michael McDowell leaves Logano. He's up helping Kyle Busch. As they work their way off turn four, Busch with the run, but it's not going to be enough. Denny Hamlin. Traps to the inside. He's going to win the 2019 Daytona 500. And it's going to be a 1-2-3 for Joe Gibbs Racing. Wow. So, um, live radio. yeah, uh, Covey, his uh, representation of the uh, broadcast of the race there. Always good. Uh, so Such a radio voice. It's awesome. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so let's talk about that. Yeah. Denny Hamlin wins the 500 second time. Yeah, wow. That's uh, that's huge, obviously, for so many reasons. But uh, Denny was winless last year. He he was one of those guys with Jimmy who uh, had a hard time getting into victory lane. And uh, what a way to you know silence the hater, so to say, come out swinging in the the biggest race of the year and park that thing in victory lane. Yeah, I mean, uh, Denny has proven himself a speedway racer, and there's a lot of them out and you look at these guys, you know, there's there's been quite a few people to win the Daytona 500, right? It's a big deal. McMurray's won it. Kyle Busch has not won it. No, nope. Kyle Busch hasn't won. Nope. He was that close. Wow. No. I think has he won I a July know. race at Daytona? He, he had won, to. He won the won won 400 in 2008. Okay. Okay. encyclopedia uh, yeah. of NASCAR. <laughs> and then, I tell you what was cool. Kind of side note. Um, going out there at the 500, hanging out mm-hmm. Austin Dillon's car. Oh yeah, like was really I've never, cool. I guess I've seen it on TV, right? Like how they talk about you know last year's winner's car is being removed and this year's winner car will go in. Yeah, I mean it was on a trailer, sitting there in the infield, yeah, like pretty, pretty cool. It looked small. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was definitely cool. Was a cool experience for the fans. And we were sitting there in the the Team Chevy stage, and we were just talking about how many people. We're at the five hundred. I mean yeah. 101,000. Yeah, I mean it, it but but that, that was, was just the, that was just the seats though. I mean you we're not even counting the people when we drove in and all the, the buses and the motorhomes and then the camping outside. I mean there is that's what I I love about NASCAR, the camping, right? Like you see all the families, you see the little kids throwing the pigskin around, playing catch. I mean just they park it they park there. And they They lived there for a week. They, they were, I mean, or more. I mean, with species, wow. you know. But, uh, yeah, there's easily oh. easily 150,000 people there, I would say. So I was out cruising the campground Yeah, with uh, 1A, 1A Auto. Auto. And uh, this was before our truck race. And so that was Thursday night. And it was packed. So much fun. So many cool people. Everyone having a great time. Uh, it's such a family affair there. I love it. Daytona does a great job, but there are some sleeper tracks yeah. that are, like, really cool. I don't want to use the word party tracks. I want to say just, like, they're packed. Yeah. I mean, it's just, like, it's like a big reunion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think a couple of those are definitely, like, Michigan yeah. and, uh, Darling. and Darlington and then Iowa. A lot of people yeah. come out for the Iowa races as well. So. Not a lot of NASCAR races out that way, So uh, and no cup racing. So the trucks and Xfinity get a great crowd out there at Iowa. But um, back to the 500, let's kind of talk about teamwork. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously we've seen this uh, in the past with a lot of different teams how, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is like Stuart Haas at Talladega where they just lined up with each other and checked out. Um, We've seen the Gibbs cars in the past work really well like that, and they did it again this weekend. Um, The Hendrick boys ran together. So I think that – the there's something to be said for, for teamwork, teammates, manufacturers working together. But, uh, you know, I know, look, wasn't very happy with uh, Michael McDowell there at the end, not a teammate, but a teammate in the sense of manufacturer exactly. with Ford. And, uh, you know, Michael said it best. He said, Hey, you know, I, I made a split second decision at 200 miles an hour. And you can talk about what that's like. And, yeah. Uh, well, I can tell you this, you know, when you think about teammates, right. So, um similar situation i'm behind the 45 Mm -hmm. okay and this is the first time talking about it but it came to my mind because i'm like i didn't even think about it i'm behind the 45 and i'm looking in the mirror and i see Crafton in the 88 great driver good truck i'm like okay i need to time it right when the 88 gets to run i need to pull out go around the 45 and get the 88 who's a ford to push me I wasn't even thinking, when the 45 pulls out to go to the lead, I need to push him. Yeah. You're you're selfish yeah. in that moment. It is the biggest race of the year, whether you're Trucks, Xfinity, or Cup. I mean, there wasn't as much crazy racing in the Xfinity race, but Trucks and Cup, they were going crazy because everyone wanted to get that checkered flag, and, and just to know that I had a chance at that was crazy. I, I feel like you're a good teammate if you utilize your teammates. You do everything right, but, hey, when it – When it gets down to it and that pay window is open, it's every man for himself. you got to go. let Let me ask you a question. So last night, two to go. They're coming to the last restart. They come over to Denny and say, hey, 18 says he's good to do whatever on this last restart like we had before. But after the race, Kyle's saying, well, he didn't want to do it until he got out to the lead. So at what point, Spencer, you as a driver, with teammates out there who are capable of being in the same position you are, at what point is it, it's all me? Yeah. I don't know. It, it's so situational. Um, But you have to be selfish. You know, personally, I think you got to go for the win. Yeah. And um, you got to race your teammate hard. I mean, my teammates had great trucks. Uh, Gus is a really good super speedway racer, Gus Dean. And Tyler Dipple had a really strong truck making his uh, first speedway experience in a truck. And to me, I'm like, man, what if it comes down to Gus and I? What if I'm pushing Gus and I got to, you know, pull out and go around him? Can I lean on him? How hard can you side draft? What are you doing? Because you don't want to wreck each other. But at the end of the day, you have to realize that you worked hard to get there. Your five, six crew members worked hard. Your pit crew worked hard. Your team owner's putting a lot of money. Sponsor's on the line. At some point, you have to go, okay, cool, we're teammates. But at the end of the day, I'm here to win because, well, there's only one minute. That's right. If, if you don't have that mentality of you shouldn't be out there. That's just my opinion. Yeah. So Let's go so, to a quick break here, and then we're going to talk about your race on yeah, Friday night. We've already started talking about it. But, guys, this break is brought to you by 1A Auto. Go to 1AAuto.com, check them out. they got great quality auto parts for a great price and free shipping. And if you need parts for something that you're not quite sure you know how to do, you can go online to YouTube or their website, 1AAuto.com, and check out a nice how-to video, and it will give you all the confidence in the world to go out there and do it yourself. Go to 1AAuto.com. All right. We are back on the Eagles Nest with Spencer Boyd. I am Josh, the PR guy. We got Cubby in the house behind the laptop. And uh, this is what I've been waiting for, obviously, this next segment. Um, Friday night, we've been working all offseason for this moment. I know this was a huge moment in your career and your life. Fourth place at Daytona. Yeah. Congratulations, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, you know – you've played a big role in this and, uh, helping grow the Spencer Boyd brand and, and doing our thing. So, uh, going from Xfinity to trucks, you know, a lot of people question, you know, what are you doing? Do you feel like you're going backwards? And at the end of the day, um, if you watch that race, you can see that, uh, that number 20 Young Motorsports Chevy Silverado just had raw speed. We qualified 14th. My teammate qualified 13th. Uh, my other teammate qualified 17th, which was really good speed. Um, the number 21A Auto Chevy Silverado drafted well, sucked up great. I could put it anywhere I wanted. Uh, Panda, my crew chief, worked hard. And at the end of the day, P4, I mean, we had a chance. You leave and you're like, man, three spots better, I'd be smiling. And then you're like, wait a minute, I, I need to be thrilled that we're here. I mean, my career best finish by far, uh, best run of my life uh, at the NASCAR level. And all the text, phone calls, it was crazy. I was up yeah. for three days, I think. Uh, responding to all that, and that really made it even more special that so many people tuned in so many high school friends that i didn 't didn 't even realize they still watched you know yeah i mean i I just want to kind of pick your your brain here for a few minutes just because you know you you even said it on t v they even came into your end car and you 're like man i 've never been this high up before you know, so like what was it like from the driver 's perspective of we really got a shot at this thing. Yeah, well, I knew I knew all weekend that we had a solid truck, and I knew that uh, we, we would be in contention to win um, if we stayed out of trouble and things like that. And just dodging the wrecks, uh, that was crazy. And my spotter, Freddie Kraft, did a really good job, and um, just everything went our way. But then you come down to it, and you're like, man, I've dreamed of this moment. Restart in third, I mean, that's like the best spot. Did you restart? Did you start playing scenarios in your head? Like, are you envisioning like what you're going to do, playing well, it through your mind or I, I didn't play out that I was going to spin the tires and <laughs> let the guy in second down in front of me. But, um, and, and folks, if you haven't heard this, you've got to go see the clip of, of Spencer talking about, you know, I've never been, a, <laughs> I've never been this high up. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, that's raw. Um, when I watched the race and I, and I heard that audio, I was like, man, you know, like, do I sound stupid or what? But, um it was a that you know yeah i mean that was that was a lot of emotion all in uh one moment you know uh you're in third green white checkered uh you got a really good truck got a little nose damage but if i stay behind them push them push them push them and pull out at the last second you know i might be able to get the w but um that restart i spun the tires and i'm like man don't spin out in front of everybody what are you doing and these ilmore motors have so much torque and um we had been running those tires for a long time, and um, I just got on the gas hard. And but you, um, but you caught them by turn one. We were talking about yeah. that. Your truck had such good suck up that you were you were right there. You know. Yeah. When, and I then, mean, I wasn't sure how the recovery was gonna look. I was like, man, this could we? I could have just killed our opportunity. And then it sucked up real good, and I got right up there, and I was like, man, <laughs> all right, cool, let's go. And then the car came out, and I'm like. All right, so so speaking of car note, I get to do it again. I do want to hit on this. I got to give you some props, bro. I mean, you you avoided not one, two, three. I mean, you drove through every single wreck, <laughs> like, all night. I mean, I know it's a, a combination of, of spotter. Uh, I know Panda had a couple good one-liners for yeah. us. Yeah, but uh, quality 1A auto like, part what breaks. breaks. <laughs> what are you thinking as soon as you see everybody wrecking in front of you? What's your immediate go to? Are you like, get on the brakes? Am I going to drive out of this? Like, what, you know, put me inside your head. And you're always looking for, you know, where it looks like it's pretty chaotic and where a wreck might happen or when it might happen. You can definitely feel it. <clears throat> Sometimes it comes out of nowhere, but um, you can definitely feel the tension get high. And then your spotter's voice kind of goes up a little bit. And you're like, okay, man, like, stuff's getting real. Here we go. And the spotter guides you a lot. You know, okay, wreck happened and it's, you know, going low, going high, and, and kind of puts you in a general direction. At that point, you know, you're just driving through it. And uh, the boys sent me down there with a lot faster steering box than I've ever had at a Speedway. And you want a slow steering box so you don't turn the wheel much, you know, and things like that. Um, you can be real smooth with it. Uh, the faster steering box, um, sometimes it can get away from you and you can start getting real darty down the straightaway. Sometimes you see some cars and trucks, wiggle off the yellow line quite a bit uh so a slowing slower steering box helps that but then when a wreck happens you got to put a lot more wheel into it to avoid it and then we avoided the wrecks because I just felt like I was really in control and and Freddie did a great job guiding me through there and you were right it's two three four wrecks it's mean, it seemed like every single time and you know we were sitting there watching from the pits obviously I'm behind the box and and tweeting during you know everything and there was one that I tweeted, and I was like, how in the world did we get through that? Because we're sitting there watching the big screen, Sean, our buddy Sean Lovins was standing next to me, um, all the crew guys. And we're going, oh, no, like, this is it. Every time we saw the leaders wrecking, and you're right in the middle of it, and then you just come out the other end. My you favorite just, one was the one going into turn three, and you've got everybody wrecking. Gus is, like, headfirst into the fence. Everybody's oh, wrecking. I am like, "To see that. Where is he? And I look over to the side of the screen, and there goes that 1A auto blue just, whoop, just <laughs> shooting right out yeah. of the smoke, man. It like right through there. It's, a thunder. it's so, crazy. Uh, and like when a wreck happens, you're like, okay, you know, you want to avoid the wreck, but you don't want to flat spot the tires. You don't want to spin out, things like that. You know, there's so much more than just like not hitting another vehicle. Um, but we made it through. It put us in a great position, and we had good restart. I messed up that one, and then. The second restart was a lot better. And for me, I was like, yes, I got to redeem myself. I was really glad. Uh, then we fell back to fifth and then side-drafted Crafton back to fourth. And the front-end damage kind of hindered how how much I could get out front and things like that. But at the end of the day, I was just thankful uh, to have a truck that made it that long, that had that kind of raw speed. And to have Crafton behind me, um, you know, I got those Ricky stripes. So uh, there were some really good guys. You know, the 17, uh, David Gilliland drafted with me. And uh, he he was all over me. But uh, yeah. it, it was cool. You know, hopefully I gained some respect. But at the end of the day, having so much family and friends and sponsors and partners and, and Tyler Young and his parents down there uh, to get a good run and get their team's best finish ever. I mean, it's a Speedway, but it was awesome. And I can't wait to get the number 21A Auto Chevy Silverado out to Atlanta Motor Speedway here in a couple of days. Yeah, well, we're extremely proud of you, buddy. And uh, that was a lot of fun. On, on Friday night, and I'm, g- I'm glad we got to celebrate a little bit with, with our friends and, and family and everything like that. Um, let's do our Atlanta pits real quick, and then we're, we'll take one last break before our last topic. So let's do this real quick. Um, inverse order, which has Cubby first pick. Who wins Atlanta, Cubby? We're going to Atlanta Motor Speedway. Who else are you going to pick other than Kevin Harp? I knew you'd pick a Stuart Hoskin. Well, I mean, it's part of it. So... Uh, I'm gonna pick Kyle because mm. it's Kyle Bush, and for me, um man, it's Atlanta. it's a wore out surface. I gotta go with my dirt driver, Kyle Larson. All right, there you have it. We got uh Kevin Harvet, Kyle Bush, and Kyle Larson, so we will see who wins it, and Cubby is gonna give us a live read about grown style. Grunt Style and Spencer Boyd are proud to announce they have continued their partnership that began a few years ago. Uh, Visit GruntStyle.com to view all the new apparel, such as the new partnership with the U.S. Navy. Use promo code BOYD20 for 20% off your order. Grunt Style, this will defend. All right, guys, we're closing in on uh, the last – Few minutes here, and it's been a it's been a fun weekend, right? It's been a, it's been a blast, uh, but unfortunately, we, we heard the news while we were down in Florida that uh, Sam Bass passed away, and uh, that definitely weighed heavy. You know, uh, Josh and I met each other uh, kind of through Sam, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Josh uh, worked at Sam Bass's uh, art gallery there for a little while through uh, some tough times that Sam was having and we met each other and I, uh, had Sam on my, uh, on my truck back on the, uh, number 12 grunt style, mm-hmm. uh, not with young motorsports, a different team, Rick Ware racing, but, um, crazy, kind of expected, but unexpected. Yeah. I, uh, I was heartbroken when I heard the news, um, Sam, Sam's just such a, a kind person you you never hear him say an ill word about anyone he's always got a smile on his face uh, his artwork is second to none I mean it is absolutely incredible um, all his his photos and i know he's he's done stuff for or paintings rather i yeah. know he's he's done stuff for you and I want you to talk about that that last one he did for you um, but man like yeah like you were saying having the opportunity to to work for him for a couple months and uh, just to be in the gallery and, and look at all the the history and everything that he's done. A lot of people don't know he actually designed Jeff Gordon's original Rainbow Warriors scheme, and uh, he's he's done a lot of famous paint schemes, paintings the um, programs at Charlotte Motor Speedway, um, the guitars that the Daytona 500 uses. So Sam's got his his handprint and a lot of things in NASCAR history. I um. Uh, I don't have as deep a uh, history, uh, with Sam as you guys, but I, um, it was really cool back, uh, 2013 working with Fox sports. Um, J did the stage and all, and we would do Sam's uh autograph sessions every week. And no matter if he met you once or known you for years, Sam was just a guy who, he always made you feel like you were special. He always made you feel like you were somebody. And, um, After 2013, I saw him in the garage a couple times, but even in 2017, the last time I got to talk to him, still knew who I was, still knew what I did for him. He was just a great guy. He's going to be missed. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for me, kind of like what you guys said, uh, I've had a lot of moments with Sam, and um, my dad has become uh, really good friends with Sam. And uh, Sam just, uh, he's done a few paintings and drawings and uh, more recently did one – for my mom and dad uh, for Christmas time, and it was really special. Um, looking at it right now. It's, uh, you know, got the Grunt Style number 76 and the uh, original X-Siniti Grunt Style car, the 07 from uh, SS Greenlight and uh, the American flag and just, uh, you know, I remember he gave it to me not, not too long ago, and he's like, you know, I hope you see all the detail. And it's like every day uh, you see it and you see more detail. Um, you know, Grunt Style is a company out of Texas, and he made it to where the American flag, where it kind of caught between the cars and the Grunt Style logo, it looks like the Texas flag. And then um, the sparks, he's like, hey, man, I did the fluorescent orange off the number from your Speedway car, and uh, it looks like it's, you know, sparking, and, uh, you know, that paint scheme similar to the one that you had at Bristol at night and all this, and you start looking at it, and uh, what's even – even crazier. Uh, he started that, you know, he's been sick for a while and he started doing that painting, uh, when I didn't have a beard and then he had to go back and redo the whole, uh, facial part because I grew the beard and got to get the beard now. Yeah. Right? He, uh, he knew that uh, I would be like, Hey, what happened? You know, why don't I have a beard? So, um, it's really cool. Um, you know, I, I hate it for, uh, all his family and, uh, you know, he, uh, he really needed a, uh, kidney transplant and things like that. And, and not sure, uh, ultimately what happened, but at the end of the day, um, he will be missed and he meant a lot to my family and I, and so many people in motorsports. and to see him honored at, at, uh, the Daytona 500 and them talk about it, uh, was really cool. And, uh, a lot of us had our sandbass armbands on and, uh, Josh, you played a role in, in those getting made, um, you know, last year. So, uh, Tough deal. It's tough to talk about. Yeah. But uh, you know, everyone uh be thinking of uh his family and just his impact on the sport. Uh he did so much. And uh we'll be uh signing off here with the Eagles Nest. But we know uh Sam's gonna be flying high up there and uh, he's gonna be watching down on all these races and uh, making sure it's a great season for uh all these race fans and, and he really loved it. You know, he loved uh working in the industry and doing stuff for NASCAR and drivers and things, but he really loved the fans. And uh, hopefully uh, that's one thing I could take away from him is uh, just smiling for the fans. And no matter how bad a day it is or how bad things get, um, put on that uh, warrior face and uh, show that you appreciate the opportunities you have. And uh, you'll be missed. We'll be thinking of you, buddy. Thanks for tuning in to the Eagles Nest, and we'll catch you next week.